Town Hall Academy, episode 64. We put the battery tester on the tool cart. It's right there. It's always there. And every car is tested. Our battery sales went out the roof. We couldn't get enough batteries because the tool was being used because it was available and it was readily available. Welcome, automotive aftermarketers, to a Remarkable Results Radio Town Hall Academy. Listen to learn just one thing from today's episode on your journey to remarkable results. Hello, hello, aftermarket professionals. Welcome to the Town Hall Academy, episode 64, a big discussion on workplace organization and the 5S Lean System. Hey, are you looking to improve your processes to make work more organized, to take less steps in getting every task completed? If you are, well, you're in for a wide-eyed lesson. Carm Capriato here, thanking Jasper Engines for supporting the Town Hall Academy. Here's another reason to choose Jasper. It's their commitment to continuous improvement. Their investment in research and development, product updates, and remanufacturing processes means Jasper provides the perfect product. Remember, today's podcast has a sister video, and if you want to see the discussion in action, you can find it at remarkableresults.biz slash A064. You will find the extended bios on my guests, and I'm so happy to say that the panel is made up of all first-timers. The 5S principles are also listed for you on the show notes page, along with the top talking points. So glad to have you here each week to listen to these powerful lessons on the Aftermarket's only weekly single-topic digital audio broadcast. You know... It's like Netflix for radio. And don't forget the power of the RemarkableResults.biz website. You'll find every archived episode, my speakers page, an industry events page, and an easy way to contact me. Of course, the tag cloud's there and the series filter. Now get ready for another great academy lesson on workplace organization and the 5S method. You'll hear about waste, clutter, safety, and efficiency. My guests are Pat Brown, Cooper Tire Retired, and 5S Lean Implementer with DSP20 Group, Keith Tucker from Triple T Tire in Dyersburg, Tennessee, and Brad and Ryan Goff from Rogers Tire in Caldwell in Meridian, Idaho. I've always said that great processes and systems win wars, and this is a great lesson on principles to improve your internal organization. So instead of conceptualizing Lean and 5S, this lesson will take you right into some of the exact changes that were made to improve workplace organization from our guests. Also see another Academy lesson on Lean back in Academy episode 16. Now, let's go organize. Lean is and 5S actually uh, came from the Japanese, and it's sometimes referred to as Kaizen, uh, which is really eliminating waste. After World War II, the Japanese factories improved tremendously, and anybody you know who bought an automobile in the United States knew that the quality of the uh, Japanese automotib- automobiles were uh, really, really great. And it helped them experience unprecedented growth and safety and efficiency. So what happened was that the American manufacturers caught on to this, you know, secret. And they started uh, implementing 5S lean in their manufacturing processes. And then they started uh, getting the same gains that the Japanese did. So this whole concept started with automotive manufacturers. But 
when when I uh, retired from Cooper, I joined a company called DSP uh, Dealer Strategic uh, Planning, which is, you mentioned that. And I, uh, as a part of our program, we had three meetings a year, and we would visit um, all the. Uh, we would have a host dealer, and all of these guys here on the panel with me have hosted a, a twenty group meeting. Part of that twenty group meeting is a shop inspection. Uh, we call it a host visit. What, what that meant was that we went out into their shops, and as I uh, explored these shops and, and viewed them in operation, you know, it, it, a light bulb went off in my mind, and I thought, oh my gosh, this whole lean, efficient uh, 5S process would be so helpful to the, the shop efficiencies and organization and quality, et cetera. Sure, so sure. that's kind of how it evolved. We've had, uh, we've presented it during my time at DSP, and I've retired from DSP now, but uh, we presented it to all of our groups and, and has had a lot of success, which I think we're going to hear about today. Yeah. So when you were out there, you probably lo- saw, oh my God, look at these opportunities to improve, to fix, to to bring organizational skills. So what did, did you go back and, and, uh, and uh, dust off the 5S thing and, and kind of uh, focused it back toward uh, you know, the shop? I did. I did. I went back and, and I did some research online, you know, to, to find out, you know, how this would be applicable. And, you know, it, it's not only shop, but it's in the office organization as well. And I know that these guys have some examples of that. Um, so it can, it can make everything efficient in your whole operation when you, you just start looking at, at the, the five S uh, concepts and, I can just I'll go over them briefly yeah. if that's okay. So yeah, let's 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 dig into them. Yeah, there there are five S's. The first one is sort, and that means you know everything has to be tidy. You got to throw away rubbish. You got to get rid of unrelated materials. I mean, how many shops do you walk into and you see piles of old equipment in the corner? You know, and and it's gathering dust. It's in the way. It's preventing efficiency, and then. You know, I mean, it just sits there. So if you're not using it, get rid of it. So wait a minute. Don't be a hoarder. All that stuff has a lot of value, Pat. Oh, yeah, right. It does, Brad. I know. You guys never want to let go of anything. (laughs) So, you know, that old tire changer that's been gathering dust and needs repair and, you know, get that out of your shop, you guys. I got it. I know I'm relentless. I mean, hey, I'm I'm kind of a neat freak to begin with. But when you walk into shops and you would see this clutter, you know, it's like, wait a minute, what are you talking about? Secondly, uh, the second S is called set in order, and that means put things in order all around your shop. You have to have quick retrieval because if you've got one of your technicians running around getting a tool getting an air filter, you know, whatever steps that they're taking, if it's not in the proper place, then they're hunting for it. Keith is going to give us a really good example. I know he's thinking of this, one of his best ideas, but we'll get to that in a moment. But set in order is really important. And then the third S is called shine. Now, y'all can figure out what that means. And how many shops have you gone into and I mean, honest to goodness, you know, the oil on the floor, the clutter, the trash, you know, you have to clean the workplace and everybody in the workplace should be a janitor. You know, the old, 
if you've got time to lean, you've got time to clean, that, that kind of mantra. So you have to do that. The fourth S is called standard, standardize, standardization. And, and you can't just clean your shop. You have to have a method for keeping it clean. You, know, you can't just, it's not a one and done. You have to, you know, set something in order, assign janitorial duties, uh, have a, a, a table made up. Who's doing what? You know, who's emptying the trash? Do you have trash bins around for people to throw trash into? That, that kind of thing, but it has to be standardized. And then the last one is probably the, the most uh, difficult, and that's sustain. You have to figure out a way to make it uh, your way of life. You know, this is the way your shop operates and everybody has to buy into it. And that means commitment. So I love, I love what you just said. I, I love the overview because the best shops in, I'm, I'm, t- I'm talking to best shops that have implemented that move strongly into processes and system upgrades and updates constantly, perpetually can use 5S to help them in that structure. Absolutely. And I think that's going to be the big takeaway when we're done. So typical 5S benefits, guys. And Pat, thanks for walking through this. And please chime in and, and work because you've worked with this team. Uh, I, I guess, Keith, uh, I may go to you. Is there a training culture change that goes on inside the business when you get ready to do this? Yeah, uh, you've got to, to kind of just basically do a reset. Just get everybody geared on the same on the same path, and when, once you start working in the shop, trying to get things situated, all the guys will jump in, and they see where you're going with it, and you you explain the saving, uh, what the, how much time they're saving, and the extra steps you're cutting out, and they start buying in. What's so interesting is to say if we save these steps, can you really help them turn it into dollars and happy customers? Oh yeah. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. You can get uh, two cars, two more cars out a day because you're not lollygagging around looking for something. Ryan, Brad, how can it become a basic core value inside the company? You know, Carm, every day we're working as coaches and, and trying to work. We've gotten to the point we call everybody a team because we are a team. <clears throat> and And daily I'm trying to make myself go with that and, and talking with our managers about the team. So part of the team, like we've been talking about lately is doing the huddle ups and coaching them on a weekly basis, on a daily basis, uh, huddle ups, talking about the efficiency steps like the five S before Pat even introduced it. We all knew that we were missing some things, but for instance, the Tuckers with their store, they started uh, with one of the, ideas. We, we share a best idea during our 20 group. And one of the things that they were doing was getting some of that efficiency. Obviously, we knew we all needed it, but hadn't uh, worked on polishing it up to that point. Well, those guys, for one of their best ideas, had brought in a, a tool cart that they had designed, had everything by the car um, from core tools to air chucks to safety glasses, whatever you may need to change a battery on a car, all that stuff. So, you know, working with the 5S steps after Pat introduced them to us, I think it's it's something that we lose track of quite easily, talking about the clutter, like Pat said, but we're always striving to uh, work on getting more efficient within our business. To add that a little bit, you know, it, it's it's really 
I believe it's just should become part of your part of your culture. It's just uh, it's something that uh, you know what what you do and who you are as far as a shop. Uh, and and Pat said not just not to just uh, you know the work area, but also you know where's your credit card machine set? Where's where's your printers? Where's how do you how do you alleviate steps to to be more efficient to look professional also when that customer standing in front of you? How many times have you gone into an auto shop, a repair uh, facility, and you look at the counter and, you know, I God love you guys, but, you know, you like to have a lot of stuff on your counters, you know, at least sign a paper. And, you know, that's, that's part of this whole, uh, this whole concept is, is getting rid of clutter, only have around you what you need. And, and that will keep you very efficient. Yeah, for sure. As, as you well know, Pat, and everybody else knows that, you know, we, when we walk into a lot of the shops, it's, it's almost just because they, they need a bigger desk for just more clutter, you know, that, exactly. uh, that there's so much waste there. And, and, uh, you know, whenever, whenever we walk into, uh, stores that we're, we're used to going into, we're used to a certain feel. And I think that when we don't give that feel of, uh, presentation, organization, uh, and utilize everything that, that we're really putting the customer off or not creating the best experience. So uh, those standards go into so much of that. Carm Capriato here with Ron Haugen of Westside Auto Pros. Ron, are Jasper product improvements important when deciding to buy your next engine or transmission? Oh, absolutely. Uh, not only important for me, because I know that I'm going to put a product in a vehicle that's going to last, uh, but they're important for my customer. Uh, my customer's already got an engine that's failed, maybe because a component was under-engineered, and Jasper's gone in and found that and fixed that. And if somebody's committing to the kind of investment to put an engine in their vehicle, they're going to want the best one they can get. Hey, Ron, what could you tell me about Jasper's customer service? Jasper's customer service is above and beyond pretty much any of the vendor's customer service that we use. There's been times that I've often thought we we need to hire whoever trains Jasper's staff to come train my staff. I mean, from, from the initial phone call to if there's a warranty problem, a question, a, a technical issue, uh, they answer the phone and you're immediately talking to the person that can help you. Hey, Ron, thanks for your insights on Jasper. Thanks for asking. Guys, let's talk about the benefits. Uh, what, what can we decrease inside the business? For example, injuries, very possibly a great benefit there. Yeah, I think that with the the training and the lack of clutter around the cars you're working on, obviously it's huge for safety. And we all know how cheap insurance is. <laughs> so we can all cut down on some of those costs by by going back to the training and the standards, um, properly lifting a tire or a wheel. Uh, I know the Tuckers are kind of like us. They do a lot of industrial work too. And I think that uh, just recently myself, I've had all my or most of my staff go through and do the uh, online TIA training. While most of us have done it for years and years and years, I think, again, it goes back to the coaching and practicing that if we don't stay up with that stuff, I think we lose track of it and maybe start to shortcut some of those things that we shouldn't be doing. And, and I think we also within our businesses always need to lead by that example. I understand. What else uh, can we can we help minimize comebacks with a good five S system? Most definitely, for sure. I think uh, if you look at an efficient technician, 
you know, uh, they don't want the clutter. You gotta, you gotta have, you gotta have your resources in a, in a attainable area where within a couple steps and, and you, you need to, you need to make sure that efficiency is there. You know, you can't have, uh, somebody, you know, tripping over a, uh, a jack or something like that. And not only are you risking injury, you're, you're also risking productivity by losing that, that employee for, for hours or, you know, hopefully not worse than that. But, uh, it, it can definitely play into the whole morale of your store. Tripping over a jack. I love that. I mean, <laughs> there's the soundbite. You don't want to trip yeah. over a jack. So, so how do you not? trip over a jack ryan <laughs> well the obvious thing is to put it up <laughs> right but unfortunately that has to and i'm sure keith can adhere to this you you have to reinforce that over and over you know and 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 everybody should know where that jack goes and where it's at and it should be in that that area that you can get to it in a, an easy manner without having to clear other things out of the way like pat said throw the junk around it away and uh be able to be able to get to that in a quick, timely manner, and, and utilize it over and over. It, it, as a you know, a football team practices over and, and over and over and over and over again to play a few hours of, of football, and, and we forget that in business that it should be somewhat the same way. That's right. It's it's kind of like um, shaving. When you go in there to shave every morning, everything's on the counter right there beside you. You don't have to walk up. You don't have to go back to the bedroom and get all get all your stuff together. All right. And if you're running late, if you run, run all over the house trying to get your stuff together, well, then you're going to be late. So it makes your job quicker. And the same thing with if that jack's where it's supposed to be, you don't have to run, run looking for it. This is a, this is a good uh, time to bring in uh, one, of the, one of the tools that you can use to implement 5S, and that's called process mapping. If, if you've never done that, when, when I learned about Lean, we were, we were instructed to take these little uh, sticky notes, you know, little sticky notes, and select a common routine that you do every day, just like Keith said, brushing your teeth or shaving or, you know, what you do to get ready in the morning. Well, I picked making coffee in the morning, and I put every step, you know, when I would get up, I'd go get the coffee maker, I would, I would um, you know, fill it up with water, then I would put the grounds in, put the filter in, put the grounds in, da-da-da. Well, I timed each one of those steps, and it, it occurred to me that if I put my carafe in the sink and put the water on, you know, going into the carafe while I was getting the filter out and measuring out the coffee, I could save 15 seconds on that process every morning. Okay, well, now 15 seconds doesn't sound like a lot of time, but, you know, you, you multiply that times 365 days a year, you know, it saves time. And that's the way you have to go about uh, understanding how you can make your processes more lean. Use process mapping, you know, take a task. And it has to be a team effort. And I know you guys have done this, um, Ryan, Keith, and Brad. You know, get your teams involved. You know, Ryan, you talked about teamwork. It's a team effort. But get your folks involved. And, and set down these, you know, what, what are the steps to an oil change? Um, how can you shave off a little bit of time for each oil change? And then, as Keith said, you can get more cars in and out during a day. And that means more money for you and more money for your tax. 
One thing you said, too, as far as both uh, two of you have said something about keeping the team involved, if the uh, Jeff and I can go out there and we can create a system and a process, but no matter how many times we create it, if they if they don't if they're not comprehending it and that they didn't help create the process, then they they don't really buy in sometimes. So if they help us with that, then that's their process, and they take a little pride in everybody else, you know, going by that. So well, the that, only, yeah. go ahead. Well, the only problem I see with that, Keith, is just you just need to change more tires. Yeah, I hate <laughs> it. <laughs> that's exactly right. Isn't that a good thing? That's exactly right. That's yeah. a good thing. Yeah. Well, let's go. Let's go back for a second, if you don't mind. Um, Brad mentioned the um, quick cart that Keith developed. Keith and Jeff Tucker developed to. Um, I thought it was for uh, oil changes, it's for batteries. But Keith, talk about that because he won our best idea. And one of the things that we do at every DSP meeting is that every every person attending the meeting, every business is required to bring in a best idea. And you know that it's really great because not only uh, do you win a prize, maybe, and Keith won for his quick cart, but you also take away 19 other great ideas that you can hopefully implement in your business. So it's a, it's a wonderful concept. And I think a lot of the best ideas have been, you know, efficiency, uh, improvement in quality and whatnot. But Keith, talk about your quick cart a little bit, because I, that was really, honestly, that's kind of what got me started thinking about, you know, 5S in, in the, the uh, shop. Right. Uh, well, it was for all changes, uh, oil changes, batteries, anything in general service. Uh, all of our general service techs use it. Um, a whole set of wrenches from from uh, metric and standard are in there, and they're hanging up, marked. Everything's labeled where it, where it goes. And if it's missing, somebody knows what's missing. Um, and it stays there, and all the guys use it. And believe it or not, it, it works out real well because everybody can kind of see what is missing. Um, if somebody got it, then they're all working together trying to keep it together. Uh, it's got several drawers in it. It's got pliers, screwdrivers, and everything. Uh, and the uh, everything's marked and basically got impressions where, it's, where it was laying, so it's always going back. Uh, every uh, air filter that you have to change, so if it takes a special Torx bit, it's in that cart. They don't have to run over to one of the, uh, one of the techs, the mechanical techs, and borrow a tool. Everything to do that with is right there in that cart. And that was where, you know, in order to uh, make one of the, the least, ex- least profitable items on your menu, there's an oil change. You don't make a lot of money on the oil change. You make good money on the inspections if you do them. So all of the the tools to do the inspections are in that cart also. And if you can eliminate five minutes from an oil change and inspection to where you can get another car in, then you've made, uh, you hadn't really made any, you made more money because it didn't take as long to do it. You know, you know, and looking at that, you know, what, what, what can I, I took away from it, you showing that to us, you know, we, we've always had the tools in the area where we worked, Keith, and, 
And, uh, you know, when you guys presented that, you know, really it made sense because you can, why aren't we just sitting there and, and that jobs, you know, your, your card is, is, is ready to do your job. You don't need to, you don't need to, you know, all you gotta do is turn around. And I think that was, you know, one of the biggest benefits to, you know, all right, this is a simple process that we can implement right away. And you don't have to go out and necessarily turn your, train your technician on it, but, but here, here is, here's part of your, your, your tool case here. And one of the most important things that, that Keith mentioned about is having everything labeled and, and that's critical. And even in your office management, your office, um, I know in Keith's office, cause I took a picture of it. He has a, a bin with all the forms that, that they need. I'm sure it was yours. I remember it. Um, yeah, he had this look on his face. Um, but all of the, every form that your office staff needs is clearly labeled. So you can just pick it out of the bin. You know, you don't have to hunt, get through file folders, go across the room, pull out a filing cabinet. Everything is right there at your hand ready to be used. And that's so important with the tools too, because Keith said, this is, this is so funny because when I have shown that picture uh, of his original uh, quick cart, one of the tools is missing. And almost everyone that I presented <laughs> this to says, hey, that flashlight's missing. You know, it was really pretty funny. But that's, that's a critical element in this whole thing is to have things clearly labeled. I love the examples. We, we need to get into more examples. Pat, when you've approached people in the 20 groups uh, and said, hey, I, I want to help you with 5S and becoming more workplace efficient and organized, a lot of naysayers out there? Well, I think that um, we go through an exercise when I, when I start my presentation, and these guys will remember the exercise, but, and I'll try to describe it to you. Um, I give everybody a sheet of paper that has random numbers scattered like from 1 to 100 all over the paper, and I say the first exercise is circle the numbers 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, that you can find in, in 30 seconds. So they do that and, you know, you don't get very many numbers because they're all jumbled. It's all over the page and, you know, it's not, it's fun to do, but it's not, you know, you don't feel good about it. You only get to number six. And then uh, the second iteration of that exercise is that we, we take away some of the numbers, you know, don't make it quite as complicated and they can get a little further in 30 seconds, maybe get up to 20 numbers. Um, then the third iteration is I take one of the numbers out and we ask people to find the n- missing number. You guys remember this? Yeah. Walking through this? Yeah. yeah? I do. The last. I couldn't find any of those numbers, Pat. I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was sad and pathetic. That, but, like that? Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, the last piece of this exercise is that all the numbers are put into rows, one, two, three, four, five, you know, da, 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 da. And then you say, you know, duh, you know, how easy is this compared to the way it was, you know, when they were all randomly jumbled. So I think, I think going through that exercise kind of got the buy-in from you guys. Am I right? Did that kind of Oh, set for the sure. Did, yeah. 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 It turns the light on. Yeah. I don't know what happened there for a minute, but I, nobody could hear what I was saying. And yeah, I, I think it definitely turned on the light. And it's, it's, it's funny. I wanted to, I want to bounce back a minute to Keith's oil cart. We know that it can certainly be achieved in what Keith did 
and Jeff were awesome. But recently in one of our conversations during our meeting, if, if we think back, was we know that there are some people out there doing oil changes efficiently in under 10 or 12 minutes, including an inspection on a vehicle. And they're doing, I can't remember how many per day, but it is a huge amount. The only way that you can possibly do that is based on efficiency and standards right. and procedures, right? Yeah. Streamlined procedure. Streamlined, yeah. And, and you guys all know that the, the inspections are really the bread and butter of, you know, an efficient and profitable operation. And, and those inspections are important to the customer. I mean, you have a lot of customers just like me. You know, I've been involved in the tire industry my entire life, you know, but, you know, what I know about cars and maintenance, you can put in a thimble. So I really rely on my dealer to, to help me understand what my, my vehicles need. And it's so important that inspection is, is critical in identifying those, those areas that need maintenance before they become a problem. So, and to make it efficient, then, you know, your folks can do the inspections efficiently. The customers appreciate it, you know, and it's a win-win. So there's some savings in duplications of assets, right? Absolutely. For sure, yeah, for sure. An example, anyone? Uh, time, there's nothing more than, is there anything more valuable than time? Yeah, well, you know, I keep thinking about, you know, a large shop and they need two battery uh, chargers, one at one end and one at the other, you know, one north, one south. And if it was discussed as a team as to the best place it should be, um, then maybe you can get by with just one because it always has a place. It's always, always has a home. And we discovered that we, you know, we would use it on vehicles in this section or this area of the shop more often than not. And, and, and am I thinking right? That's how you would yeah, want to stop sure. and analyze the deploy of an asset. And what percentage of time is it getting used? Right. You know, if, if you're only using that second, that second one, 20% of the time, then you maybe need to reevaluate it and do just like you said. Look at it and say, hey, we can utilize the one if we put it in the right location. Have you ever gone as deep as to look inside the tool, uh, the, the tool drawers and said to the techs, you know what, we're doing all this stuff on the outside. How about in your own box? Can you, you know... Can well, you... that's a scary thought. Oh, boy. <laughs> we, we, we can do all that. We don't go near there, Carl. <laughs> That'd be like World War Three. <laughs> we wanted to finish the day. <laughs> Definitely, though. I, I mean, what you're saying, though, Carm, 100. percent I think that the technicians by themselves, while we talk about it within the shop and we work in practice, that there's a lot of technicians that are very unorganized within their own box. Uh, here at our Caldwell location, we do have a tech, though, that this guy is one of the most organized technicians I've ever seen. Everything has a place. Everything, when he goes home in the evening, no matter if it takes him an hour to clean up, is polished, put back. Every drawer is laid out to where he's methodical about the way he does his steps and the way he prepares his cart to work on a job. He is, uh, it's, it's like watching somebody assemble burgers at McDonald's, for instance. Everything has a process and, and the reason why he's doing it. I um, I hope to have the YouTube uh screenshot of this webinar of a picture of a a drawer of a technician's tools organized like that 
<laughs> By the way, I have a friend, Jim Fleischman, who's been on the podcast before, and that's how his toolbox looks. So I called him up and said, Jim, I need a picture of your, your drawer because we're going to talk about this. Yeah. And and so I, I brought it up only because uh, you're going to see this picture, guys, and maybe it will motivate, you know, if it works really well in the shop, it, you know, it's got it's got to work on a personal basis, too. And, and Pat, you brought up this great thing about the office, you know. I hope no one looks at my desk. Ugh. I need to be better at this. And so I'm I'm taking this opportunity to try to become more efficient. So more examples, guys and lady. Uh, let's go back to some, you know, for example, you know, your great idea, Keith, on the, uh, if you will, the task cabinet, the single task cabinet. What, what do you really call it in, inside the shop? The cart, service cart. The cart, the service yeah. cart. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Keep it simple, you know? All right. And if you're busy, do you have two or just only one? We've got one on one side of the shop. What we have run into is going back to what uh, they was talking about a while ago is if you've got one, what you said is if you've got, feel like you need two, but you put the, uh, the one battery tester in one location mm-hmm. to where everybody knows where it's at, it can always be used. What we had is we was our battery, just the fact that our batteries was not getting tested because they having to leave the, leave the bay, go over to the cabinet, get the tester, walk back. The the cabinet was on the wall away from everything. So we put the battery tester on the tool cart. All right. And it's right there. It's always there. And every car is tested. Our battery, our battery sales, you know, went out the roof. We couldn't get enough batteries because the tool was being used because it was available and it was readily available. Big takeaway. Not only are we talking about organizational skills here and efficiencies, we're talking about, a, you just said the the revenue word to me. Sales, yeah. Oh my God. Stop. <laughs> let, that, let that absorb everyone who's listening. <laughs> Let that absorb. We tested more batteries. We helped our customer prevent a roadside, you know, battery failure. Well, and I have to tell you, getting back to um, the customers who really value this kind of service, I had my car serviced. um, And a month after my car was serviced, and I'm not going to tell you what store this was, I had a dead battery. And I'm telling you, I was really irritated because they should have told me, they should have tested my battery and they should have told me that battery needed replaced. And, you know, I'm, I never went back to that dealer because I thought they didn't do a good job. And not only do you get more revenue from more batteries, but you also, you know, keep your customers happy. So, so Pat, I got a question for you as a consumer and they didn't test that. Did you ever let them know about that when it happened? You know, I didn't, and I should have. I should have. In my business, you know, shame on me. I should have called them up and said, hey, you know, thanks for nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and and I I, I guess the reason I asked that question is because what happens to most of us, and we don't, we don't know this and don't recognize it is that when that takes place, we don't see that customer come back in many cases and we never know why. Yeah. And so if we're not following these standard procedures 
on every vehicle, it gets skipped. And so we talk about revenue dollars. There's an, a classic example of how you can lose those dollars, never know about it, and always wonder why. Mm-hmm. When in fact, it, it com- comes back to, hey, they didn't test this battery. It was supposed to be tested. And if it did get tested, then it wasn't reported you know, to whoever was supposed to be telling you about it. Right. Hey, everyone, I want to link something here. The Digital Vehicle Inspection Phenom, you know, the software, DVI, has been, you know, called in, in our industry. Uh, it does a lot of interesting things, uh, customer CRMs, texting. Uh, but more and more, I've heard uh, from people that they've taken DVI and they've improved their processes inside the shop. And whatever situation that they would have, they would write a process behind it and let it be, you know, followed through in a tablet. Have you guys gotten that far with digital vehicle inspections? For sure. Yeah, we uh, we we started utilizing a long time ago with uh, Tire Guru. They have uh, they've merged more into the service industry okay. and are, are doing a built-in uh, digital tablet. And just like everything on, on that end of it, I, th- I believe it's also about uh, efficiency and integration is the key. So whatever a person does is integration is huge. Um, and so, you know, steps that you save amongst that and, uh, you know, you can create, uh, the best communication also, it, it leaves a, leaves a timeline. So you have, you have a timestamp of when inspections start and you can, you can help to improve efficiency. Yeah, you're right about you. You said the words missing steps, and I'm not sure if it was the physical walking steps or the steps of the process. Both, yeah, both, steps yeah. of the process. Yeah. And, you know, Keith, going back to it, if you if if you have a DVI and it's it's a, it is a vehicle inspection, and that testing was supposed to happen, then it's you know it's it's integrated into the walkthrough, if you will. Step A, step B, step right. C, step C. One C two C three and 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 onward and so forth, and, and it just seems to me that without many of our people in the industry knowing it, if they're if they're adapting and bringing digital vehicle inspections into the realm of their business, they're starting some form of five S. Right. Yep. Myself and Ryan started the digital process due to the fact that our printer broke one day, and both of us happened to be working a Saturday together. And Ryan says, "Why do we need Why do we need the printer? We're we're digital anyway. We're wasting paper. The paper gets laid somewhere. You lose track of it. Let's just do without the printer. See what happens. And and for us, part of the five S, it happened that day, and we've never gone back to it. So within our business, it we never print a copy of paper." 99% of the time until the customer is ready to leave with their invoice, which at point also it delivers it to their inbox and our messaging within the store. There's a trail history with timestamp of what's gone on, where parts are, where the customer's vehicle can be. Now it can always be polished and that's part of the practice, but it saved us money in expenses from printing. And it also saved time in the fact that we weren't chasing down paperwork within the shop saving steps and time also. Well, and you know, to relate that and, and, you know, and to tell a little bit of story about, we all, we all have the instance of, Hey, the technician told the service advisor this, right. And I think we've all been in that scenario where the, the technician says, Hey, I told the service advisor, the service advisor didn't tell the customer and the service advisor says, you know, no, I, 
that person didn't tell me. Well, with the with the correct correct documentation and 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 something that can't be erased if it's put down, well, there, there is no there is no debate. Another uh, aspect of that that Brad just mentioned, um, you you email that document to the customer, right? Yes. Correct. Yep. Okay. Goes to the customer, so including the digital inspection form along with the invoice. So there, it's kind of a two-part system. So it's ecologically friendly. You're not wasting paper. And secondly, it, it allows you to capture that email address, which is so important in, in today's business, uh, to, to market yourselves, you know, to capture that email address. So you can follow up with customers, send out newsletters, send out specials, you know, things that are going on. And, you know, sometimes people are a little resistance to, resistant to give their email address but if the whole idea is you're going green and you are, um, you know, going to send their invoice, so it'll be in their permanent record, you're going to save paper, you know, they're more, they're more acceptable to that. So, you know, you've, you've saved time, you, you've had a good process, you know, it does fit into the lean program. Keith, I want to talk to you a minute about how do you look and take time, uh, you stand back, you look at what's working and what isn't. And is there any special advice you could give to a, a shop owner on how to, not only how to start it, but how to continue as, uh, as Pat said earlier, sustain it? Uh, join 20 group. Okay. And go see another shop. And once you see somebody else's shop, then you can come back and look at your own shop with a completely different perspective and and you'll you'll gain you'll, you'll gain the momentum that you need to do uh, to have to to get get the ball rolling. Okay, so you you implement. You're going. Implement, the, te- right. the team has bought in. Is there any magic that you have used to continue to improve it? Have you involved the team? Have you gone in at night, turned off the lights, you, you, put, you know, watched in your mind the flow of the shop, looked for an area of improvement, and then gone to the team and says, listen, I watched a bottleneck we had yesterday. Just a, a simple something that, I, that I've noticed, and we've, we've addressed it. Um, we, we run service trucks. The guy that runs the service truck, when he gets back, he pulls all the way around the building, leaves the uh, unloads the junk tire at the very back of the building. When he gets another service call, okay, he don't get unload it right then, but he waits till he gets another service call to unload it. All right, instead of backing up to the junk trailer and flipping the tire off in the junk trailer to where you don't have to handle it again. Mm. That's just a simple thing. All right. Uh, that goes to, uh, that's a, a simple way of removing waste the first time instead of handling it five more times before you get it in the junk trailer. Just, uh, just a simple thing. You just had to stand back and, and really, uh, see what's happening. Got it. Brian, uh, Brad, any ideas on, on how to be a, a good leader of this? Oh, I think like you said, I think standing back sometimes and just watching um, and, and seeing what your team's doing, watching the moves, the efficiency. I, what Keith just said about the uh, service truck driver dropping off. I just had a conversation yesterday with my lead tire guy and my manager about 
our, our junk trailer. They, they take the time, they'll move them from the shop, they put them out by the trailer when the trailer has plenty of space. So now, instead of putting it right in there and stacking at that point, they got to go back out and now lift them twice. So twice the labor, twice the time, and it's a waste. It's a waste. So literally yesterday was that coaching moment talking about, hey, these tires don't hit the ground if there's space in the trailer. They go in the trailer where we don't have to move them two or three more times. What you're saying is that the job was being done in steps and you're saying, no, the job is only one step. That's exactly right. And, that, and that's not always on them. That's on us. But when you're, when you're standing back looking, the problem is if you're buried in your business and we talk about this all the time, if you're buried in your business, you're buried at the front counter, you're the guy changing tires. You don't see it. You never have that opportunity to engage with them. And, uh, and I think as owners, that's one of the hardest things is knowing that we've got to step away that, and trust our people. But when we, we gain that trust by working with them on that daily basis. And, and for, for myself, it's tough to stand back and let that happen because I'm a very hands-on person. I know Keith is especially. Um, so, so we got to work on our own problems first to help those guys and, and, and let them know, hey, this is what we're looking for try to explain that to them and then run it through your general manager or whoever service manager or your right-hand man might be or lady. Well, I think we're also beneficial uh, that, you know, we, we've, we've gotten involved in like the 20 group and, and, uh, and, and also probably the, the people listen to uh, CARM's podcasts and, and live videos are people who are wanting to invest their time and energy into creating a better culture and, and a, and a, and a better business and and, the, and those particular people are hopefully hopefully we all get a benefit out of listening to things like this in, in the twenty groups, but there's so many unfortunately in, in the industry who say, well, this has worked this way for so long, there's no reason to change. Well, and when we, when we get to stand back and we can all see, yeah, they need a change or they're not going to be around for the future. It's well, like be, for you and me, though, Ryan, I, not to cut you off there, but we grew up in this business learning from our father, and so when you grow up in it, I think like Keith did and his brother. We continue down the path of, hey, if it's working, you know, why, why, yeah, why mess sure. with it? And we never have that opportunity to look outside that box. Thanks to the help of people like yourself, like Pat, like Dennis, uh, Norm Gaither, those people help shed light on things that we knew that were missing, but didn't take the time, A, to work on it, and B, didn't understand fully how to implement it. And, and we think that we're the only ones ever going through these problems when, in fact, we're not. Every one of us own a shop every day that we step in there, it happens to us. That's such a great point. It really is. And for anyone who's listening to this, this says, I don't need this. Uh, can we all say in unison, you're wrong? Yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, you're wrong. Yeah, you're wrong. You're wrong. Yeah. Well, you're, that, you're, yeah. that's, that's one of the things that, and I'm glad you guys brought this up, but, you know, you guys are busy and sometimes you're hands-on, you're on the counter, you know, you're trying to, you can't, you don't have the time to step back and take a look at your business. And that's what kind of we do in the 20 group. It forces them to get away from your business and work on your business, not in your business. And it helps you go back and, and take a look with a fresh eye and, and really think about, you know, strategy. And uh, it's a, it's very beneficial. And, and, you know, the, the biggest argument we usually get when we talk about, you know, joining a 20 group, oh, I don't have time to do that. I don't have time to travel. I don't have time. But every one of you guys, and I think you can um, confirm this, 
it, it is a good investment of your time to step back and, and work on your business instead of in your business. Yeah. Am I right, guys? It, well, and, and Carm knows firsthand as many people as he talks to in the industry. He, he, we all hear the same story over and over and we're guilty as charged. The hardest thing we can do is work on the business. It's always easier to just immerse yourself in it and say, I don't have time for the other because the working on it is the most difficult thing I think to make, to make happen. Give me a task. Yeah. And and, you know, I was kidding Keith about earlier about, you know, he needs to change more tires himself. You know, when I said that, that really, you know, being in, being of what, what we do and how long we've done it, we know that it's much easier at the moment just to do it yourself, you know, than it is to it is. create the culture to teach it. Boy. And so I think that's what happens among so many owners. Well, if I just do it myself, I don't have to train anybody else to do it. But the problem is, what are you going to do tomorrow when you're sick or you're injured or whatever? Or And, and how do you grow? You, you don't. So you need to implement the things like the five S's and, and be, be self-aware. And, and I tell Brad this all the time as owners we use a lot of excuses to not do things because it's convenient for the moment. I love what I'm hearing from you all. Uh, great points of leadership, of being in control, being in charge. Um, we're, we're, we're nearing near the end of the hour, and I do want everyone to chime in and you know give, give some great advice on the value that 5S has brought to your business. But I, I keep I, there's two thoughts that came to my mind, and I, I kept thinking about er, earlier, and I wrote down this really this interesting word on my notes here, and I was trying to think about how to um, find the return on investment or to quantify the value that 5S would bring to a company. And all I could think about is one of you guys said steps. And I was thinking about a pedometer and you'd say, you know, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to test everybody for, you know, a month before they're not even going to know about it. It's all about this health craze we're on. And then we're going to slowly implement lean and four or five months later, we're going to try it again. And we're going to say, not that you, we did what we wanted to do is we, we brought our efficiency level up because we were stepping less. Well, maybe that's what we need to do, Carm, is uh, sell those smartwatches and let people walk through our shop without efficiency. We'll burn up calories. <laughs> uh, never, we, gotta, uh, we, we might be on a different page there. You're right. Well, we op- when we opened up this location, talk about efficiencies, uh, our manager kept a, a, one of those counters on his belt all the time. And in one day's time, and this is long before the five S's, in that one day's time we that we knew of, right? He clocked almost twenty-one miles in a day in a fifteen-thousand-square-foot shop. We That's wonder why he got twenty. If he would have got twenty-two, we would have done better. <laughs> <laughs> you are a slave driver, right? Simon Legree, yeah. Wow. We don't we don't realize on a daily basis, honestly, how much we run around being inefficient, and why it's. Far from being perfect, I think at least with the three of us and, and like, again, thanks to Pat and, and people shedding light, it makes us more aware of it. And, and those steps now, we're still making them, but it's half as much because of the efficiencies that's come around from things that we put in place. Perfect. There, there's, another, there's another process really quick that, that uh, my colleague Dennis uh, talks about. It's called a spaghetti diagram. And if you take your shop layout and trace those steps as people are running around your shop. It looks like a massive bowl of spaghetti, and then it really brings it home as to 
how many steps are being wasted in a day. That's all I would need. Really, in my mind, that's all I would ever need is that is just just that spaghetti concept in my mind to realize that I needed to have what do they say the quickest point for you know uh, wave from point A to point B is a straight line. Yeah, straight line. Boy. Hmm. Okay, Pat Brown, Cooper Tire, retired, and she learned lean uh, from the manufacturing side and brought it to the dealer strategic planning group. Pat, uh, any final words? Well, I think 5S is all about uh, eliminating waste, whether you're talking about people, process, information, or assets. If you're wasting any of those things, you need to get involved in, in lean. And, and understand 5S. Well, we hope we can re- recruit a few people. Brad Goff from Roger Rogers Tire in Caldwell, uh, Idaho. You know, my, my best advice um, every day, I think that uh, we work on them, think about those steps and, and involve our key people to where they're helping that team come together. And like Keith had mentioned, you got to make them be part of that idea because if we're always driving it down their throat, it never seems to work like if it comes from them. We, we, can, we can plant the seed, but they're the ones that need to grow it because we can't, we can't make them do it on our own. They've got to be involved. And then, um, like Dennis also says, you got to put a little cash in the bank with the big thank you and be specific about what they're doing on the thank you. Thank you for putting the tire in the trailer, for instance, as part of that step. You know, th- that's huge. I love that. And, and what, what got me to thinking was that there would be a champion both, uh, you know, in the bays and a champion at the service counter to help continue the process, the sustaining part that Pat talked about, which to me is the hardest part. You know, wow, we worked on this whole thing and you just wow. leave it, you leave it in place forever. And all of a sudden it slowly breaks down because the world changes and processes changes and vehicles change and people change, right? Yeah, covered in dust. Yeah. Bingo. Right. Okay. Thanks. Great stuff. Ryan Goff, Rogers Tire. Uh, final words, Ryan? Yeah. You know, you know, back to what I think we originally started. It just needs to be part of a of the culture of what you do. It's, uh, I think it's really that simple. Don't overanalyze it. Just be aware of yourself. Be aware of, of how, how things need to function. And, and then, you know, back to you, Carm. Thanks for what you're doing for the industry also. Okay. You know, things like the 20 group. Yeah. And, and awareness that you bring to the industry. Appreciate it. Hey, I love it. I, this is this is what I was I was born to do. It just took me a few years okay. to figure it out. Thank you. Um, and, and I try to be lean as much as I possibly can. <laughs> but, I, but I always eat spaghetti, so that doesn't help. There you go. Um, Keith Tucker, final word from Triple T Tire in Dyersburg, Tennessee. Keith? Um, Carm, I just think that uh, anybody that wants to start that, you look at the simplest things. Uh, look at the simplest task and pay attention to what's going on and perfect that. Cut out a step or two here and there and then move up to the more complex and you'll get the, you know, you'll get the gist of it and you'll see how much you'll save and make because of it. Wow, this is so great. Listen, I'm going to put that 5S, the, the sort, set in order, shine, standardized, sustain. I'll put that up on the... Um, uh, up on the show notes page, there's tons of stuff on Google. Just Google f- the five S's in lean and, and you'll see it. Uh, you can read all about it, but if you don't implement it, it doesn't work, right? And remember, processes, good systems win wars, competitive wars. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Hey, it was great. I learned a lot, and I think we maybe shook a tree or two out there. Yeah, I hope so. It was great. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the Premier Automotive Aftermarket Podcast. Until next time... 